All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Better late than never. Welcome. Fucking Anton Lander. I like really like the bag milk. This is Ceases. 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 Tyler, your rem check is so fucking sexy. Jesus. Fucking Anton Lander. It's my favorite. Drop the intro. Let's get to the show. It's the Nuge episode, I think. Ooh, I was clipping there. A little bit too loud. Gonna turn this down. Danny from the audio department will be like, good job, bag milk. You got to adjust your levels on the board, man. Uh, episode 93, better late than never. Welcome to the show. Give a shout out to the audio department as always. They're helping me fix the audio on this. You know what? I had issues. Danny reached out, helped me fix them. Sounded better last week. I listened to the show. Sounded better. I'm not saying the content of the show is great, but that's a me problem. That's not an audio problem. That's not an audio department problem. Of course, you want to book some studio time, record a podcast like this one, or just your mixtape. You've been planning it out since the 90s. Go record it. Theaudiodepartment.ca. Get yourself in there. I want to start off with the thing that I was most excited about from the last week. And frankly, since I bought the tickets back in October. Yeah! On Thursday, I got to go see Blink-182. I was so excited. It was like 12-year-old me was coming out. And I'm like, yay! I'm back at the concert. I'm like, yay! Tom's here. They're playing on my favorite songs and i'm excited and i got a little bit more money when i saw them when i was 12 and i went and bought a bunch of merch it was great 
Before the concert, I met up with Zach Lang and Cam Lewis. Of course, you know them at WeathersNation.com. We had some little drinky poos before, had some dinner before. We were bullshitting, having a good time, walked down to Roger's place, packed in there. Let me tell you something. There was a lot of folks around my age, give or take a handful of years, that were fired up to see Blink-182, and there was no greater evidence of that than the merch tables. I've gone to a lot of concerts in my day. A lot of concerts. There's nothing I love more than live music. But I don't know that I've ever seen merch tables like Blink. They had three, four, or five of them around Rogers Place, kind of littered everywhere, but the lines were crazy. The one near my section, I, I timed it. I walked from the start of the line to the end, and it was nearly a minute walk. Fucking moving some units, man. I love it. I, this is where I'm going to give my missus a shout out. I see these lines for the merch lines. And anybody who knows me knows the lines are one of the things I need to really, really want something to stand in a line, especially that long. So I'm just like, fuck it, man. I went to my seat and I'm like, I'm going to order from their online merch store. I'm going to order some generic merch. I don't care, but in two weeks or whatever it is, I'm going to have some shit show up in my house. I'm going to be super excited about it. I'm going to have a blink tee. I ordered a blink tee. I ordered a hoodie. It was great. Ordered my missus a tee. And then at one point she goes, oh, I just got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. I'm like, all right. So I'm sitting there waiting between Turnstile and Blink-182. Turnstile was the band that opened up for them. They were fine. Not really my jam. They were good, though. They had some good tunes. Obviously good good instrumentalists. And I'm just sitting there watching the set change or whatever. And I'm having a cocktail. I'm like, hmm, I should go get another drink. Go get another drink. Come back and sit down. I'm like, man, lineup for the girls' bathroom must be outrageous. And then what does my missus do? What does she do? She shows up with the Blink-182 Edmonton Tour shirt. It is on my Instagram. If you haven't seen it, it's awesome. She knew I wanted one of those tees, so she took the bullet and stood in line for me. She knew I was never going to stand in there. So when she gives me the tee, I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, my God, thank you. And she goes, I knew you were never going to stand in that line, and I know you wanted that shirt. Girlfriends, man. Sometimes they do the work that we don't want to. <laughs> Yay! Way to go, bag milkmaid. Make your girlfriend stand in line, you lazy fuck. Anyway, it was great. They played all the songs I wanted them to. I was sitting close. The pictures on my Instagram don't necessarily do it justice to how close I actually was to the concert, but man, it was awesome. For as much money as I spent on those fucking tickets back in October, November, whenever it was that they went went on sale, by the time June rolled around, whoo, mama, I was excited. I was excited. It was great. If you were at the Blink concert, hit me up. Curious where you were sitting. What was your favorite song? What they? What was your favorite song they played? For me, I mean, feeling this classic. What's my age again? One of the first Blink songs I ever loved. Damn it, was the first Blink song I ever loved. They played them all. All the small things. Listen, all the small things is one of those songs where as I get older and as I hear it, it's funny to hear that song now because I remember when it was huge back in the late nineties. I remember it was a massive song for them, but at Rogers place on June 29th, when I'm watching blink One Eighty Two perform that song brought the roof down. It brought the fucking house down. Everybody was into it to the point where I was just like, Man, this was wild. And of course, it's one of the last songs they play. So by that point in the set, absolutely fantastic. Frankly, I loved that concert so much. 
I considered bailing on my Riverhawks tickets the next night to drive down to Calgary to see the Calgary show. Cooler has prevailed because I do love the Riverhawks games. You know, if you've listened to real life, if you listen to this one, Oilers Nation Radio, it doesn't matter. I've talked about love and going to the Riverhawks games. So we got back-to-back Riverhawks games last week with the crew. On Friday night, it was Taylor Swift night, so the street team was out asking questions. The girls, by the way, Kylie, Gina, Kennedy. They performed in a, I think it was a seventh inning stretch, the freezy eating contest. And that was fun. Like the girls, they hammered those freezies back. They were the big boys too. I'm like, wow, brain freezes all around. But what I did not expect was the winner was given a $75 gift certificate. Cool prize. They come back to the Oilers Nation suite and they were arguing passionately about who actually won they called shenanigans so what the girls had people do was review the footage of the contest of course was filmed it for social media he's filming the big screen aaron bordado our boy producer aaron is doing a great job running the board we all filmed it and we were reviewing the footage and a lot of people had split answers i the smart one abstained from giving my feedback of who i think won but Sorry, girls, if you're listening to this, I think it was Kennedy. Kennedy, if you're listening to this, don't tell the others. But I think it was you. The next day, of course, was Canada Day. That was the Saturday. I got to say, I hate, I hate, I hate that free agency is back on Canada Day. Because of the pandemic, it got pushed around a lot. Last year it was on July 13th. This year it's back on the long weekend. I just wanted to be at the lake. I mean, the the weather actually cooperated by being shitty, so I didn't necessarily miss being at the lake, but it's just one of those weekends where I, I get excited to take off. But the NHL doesn't care about us, the people that cover sports. Though for all of you that have normal jobs or school or whatever, you're probably at home and go, this is great. I don't have anything to do. I can watch free agency. Not on Twitter, but we'll get there. It's fine. I didn't like it. But what I did like, though, is Nation HQ, we had a packed house. The folks from Moodle Noodle provided all the food for everybody that came into work on Canada Day. And I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that was in there. I sent a text out, so this isn't like me breaking news and just being like, hey, you guys did a great job. Listen to my podcast and hear your congratulations. They did a great job. I was watching people make graphics. I was watching people cut clips. I was watching people edit clips and post them to social. Sometimes I was watching all three of them at the same time. I was watching people produce articles. I was watching Tyler host the live show for dailyfaceoff.com. It was a great day and a lot of work by some really talented people, and I just wanted to say thank you. From there, Canada Day... Aaron Bordado, our producer, Aaron, he got us all tickets to the Riverhawks game for the Canada Day game. If you've never been down to, I guess, Remax Field now for the Canada Day game, you got to go next year. Packed house this year. Vibes were excellent. It rained for maybe five minutes, but you know what I did? I went and got myself a burger. Liam told me to go get the sirloin, sirloin burger, so I did. Missed the rain, go sit back down, enjoyed the rest of the night. It was Great. Great. <laughs> Then the plan was for all uh, Nation HQ staff that were there, and there was a handful of us, to stick around and wait for the fireworks because you're downtown, you watch the Canada Day fireworks, and that's all well and good. So the the game ends around 10 o'clock-ish, roughly, give or take. And I go, what time did the fireworks start at anyway? Oh, we got about another hour, hour and change to wait. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. In my head, though, what I'm thinking is, there's no fucking way I'm waiting for these fireworks. I don't like waiting for things. 
he really doesn't. So what do we, me and the missus do? We're like, oh, okay, so what's the plan? Everybody's like, oh, we're going down to the field. We're going to walk around, and we're going to watch the fireworks down there as a crew. I'm like, no problem. I'm going to go get another drink, maybe a quick bathroom stop, and I'll meet you down there. What did I do? Well, I vanished. I smoked bombed. Wapow! Next thing you know, me and the missus were making our way through the legislature, the nice park of the ledge, walking through there, up 109th Street, jumping in an Uber, back home by the time the fireworks actually started. I could hear them blowing up from my house. <laughs> I love an early exit like that, especially if there's no reason to wait an hour for fireworks. Is it just me? Maybe I'm the only one that doesn't care about fireworks. Maybe I missed out. <laughs> it's just one of those things where, you know, you see people filming fireworks all the time. You go, you're never going to watch that. <laughs> Well, I don't really care about them. And I want to get home. I want to see my dude, Frank. Frank is laying at my feet right now. He's a handsome boy. Does not like fireworks. You know what I like? Oh, again, by the way. So I'm Ubering back from, I guess, near the ledge on Canada today. And as I'm going home, I'm like to my Uber driver. I'm like, hey, man, will you stop at McDonald's for me? He goes, no, bro. Actually, we get paid by the kilometer. So that doesn't add any or mileage to your fare, your, your ride. So I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to drop you off at home. I'm like, damn it. So what did I do? For the second time, I mastered, I mastered the McDonald's delivery logistics whilst I am in another moving car. Get to Fox Drive, going out west, coming out west. I go, hmm, I wonder if I can get some McDonald's nugs delivered at my door by the time I get home. And you know what happened? Pretty damn close. Pretty damn close. So if you want to give your old boy bag milk a round of applause, it's probably for the logistics masterpiece I pulled off on Canada today where I'm driving home in the back of an Uber, talking to my dude. He was a nice guy, ordered some McDonald's, got some nugs delivered for me and the missus, showed up at my house moments after I arrived and unlocked the door and was greeted by my beautiful dog, Frank. What a masterpiece. What a Canada day. What a crew we've got. What a weekend I had. Blink-182, back-to-back Riverhawks games? Come on, doesn't get better than that. I'm having a bunch of sports going on in the weekend. Last weekend, it was the Elks. Now it's the, the Riverhawks. On Friday, I'm going back to the Riverhawks. If you haven't gone, they're great. They're like 20 bucks a ticket. Go. It's a great night out at a great park, and they do a good job. They do a good job. And without further delay or nonsense for me, it is time to get to the news. Brought to you by SYC Brewing. SYCBrewing.com. They've got everything you need. Beer, ciders, merch. Clock out every Friday with a clock out logger. It doesn't have to be Friday. You can have one on Wednesday if you want. I won't tell anybody. SYCBrewing.com. Here we go. Lots coming. Obviously, it was free agency and the draft. The Oilers drafted Bo Aiki. Aiki Breaky Heart. He was 56 overall. We'll see how he pans out. Right now, development camp is on for the Oilers, so Blake Aiki is in town. Liam is actually attending development camp on our behalf. He'll have some articles coming out throughout the week, including some great quotes from people. Go check out OilersNation.com to watch for Liam's development camp coverage. He loves prospects, man. He's a scout. That's what he does. He watches kids play hockey and then he tries to develop i asked if he could show me his notes one time and he said i'll show them to you i was like can i take pictures he said never you know we're both taking pictures of those notes and we'll sell them to the highest bidder <laughs> get 
getting down to what happened in free agency, however, the worst kept secret in sports came to fruition as Connor Brown signed with the Edmonton Oilers on a one-year contract worth $775,000, though there are $3.25 million in bonuses. He plays more than 10 games, $3.25 million in bonuses. Just guys triggered. Here you go. I was hoping they'd be more spread out than that, if I'm being honest. I was hoping that would be like, you know, I knew it was $3.25 million in bonuses. So let's back up a second. The the Connor Brown news was actually interesting because a handful of different people had broken, quote unquote, the story at different times. Some people was like, oh, he's going to Edmonton at 1.3. I'm like, my Lord, 1.3. How'd the others get Connor Brown for Ryan Reeves money? Didn't happen. Shortly after, Connor Brown to the Oilers. It is getting done. Just waiting on the details. All right, we're getting done. Another insider confirming. And then Frank Saravalli on the Daily Fight Off live show goes, listen to others fans. They're interested. There's no doubt about it. The conversation is back and forth, but nothing is done. And we go, so then we have to wait. We continue waiting. We continue waiting. We continue waiting. Until Darren Dreger tweets out that the Oilers had signed Connor Brown to a $4 million contract. And it's like, I says, pardon, $4 million. Who are we trading? And then we learn about the bonuses and it's actually $775,000 this year. The $3.25 million gets applied to next year's cap, provided that he hits his bonus, which he's probably going to. It's 10 games. Let's talk. Let's be honest. So that creates a problem for later. But you know what? Let's deal with it later. Let's deal with it later. What's most important is that Connor Brown is coming to town. He will wear number 28 last worn by Ryan Murray last year. If you forgot that Ryan Murray was an oiler, so did I. You know? In other news, Matthias Janmark, the day before, signed a new contract, took a little bit of a haircut to stick with the Oilers one year, $1 million, much to the delight of my boy, Rick. Rick, if you listen to Oilers Nation Radio, you probably heard him have a bad week. We'll get to that in a second. The other signings on free agency day were Lane Peterson and Drake Kajula. Who had Drake Kajula coming back on their bingo board? I certainly didn't. I remember being upset that they traded him for Brandon Manning once upon a time. I didn't expect him ever to come back. This is obviously a Bakersfield signing, right? Let's be honest. No offense to Drake Kajula, but I, you know, I just, I, yeah, I just don't think he's coming back. At least not with the Oilers. Anyway, if he does play with the Oilers, he will wear number eight. Last time he played here, he was number 36, if you remember, currently occupied by Jack Campbell. Oilers also signed Lane Peterson. He was in the Canucks organization uh, he'll wear number 19, last worn by Devin Shore. Liam, I apologize. Talking to David Quadrelli from Canucks Army, they actually had high hopes for Lane Peterson at one point and think that he could legitimately win the 4C job out of camp. I don't know anything about him, so this coming week on OilersNation.com, I'm going to reach out to Chris Faber, who works for us at CanucksArmy.com, and I'm just going to get a breakdown on what Lane Peterson's all about. If you don't know, Faber is a big prospects guy. <clears throat> Went to cover the draft for us on behalf of CA. He'll have the answers for me. He'll have the answers for me. And then they also signed that... What was that guy's name? Can't find it now. Hoffenmayer. Hoffenmayer. Don't know anything about him. As far as I know, that is a name that does not actually exist anywhere outside of Twitter, but maybe, maybe. They also signed not Tim Gleason, but his 
cousin or something. Either way, the Oilers got a lot done on free agency day to help bolster the Miners. They obviously want the Condors to be a little bit more competitive this year. I am a-okay with that. Does not have any effect on the Oilers team. Will any of these guys get a couple of games? Connor Brown, we know he will. Drake Kajula, probably not. Lane Peterson, maybe. Again, I'm going to talk to Faber. I'm going to find out. Just last night... Changing gears a little bit, Olivier Rodrigue signed a one-year, two-way contract extension with the Edmonton Oilers. How much is it worth? Again. Again. Whoops. I didn't mean to push that. Again, it was worth $775,000. It's the year of seven seventy-five, dollars people. Given that there's a flat salary cap, if I was if I was a free agent, I'd consider betting on myself in a one-year contract, knowing that the cap is going to go up next year. Get a little bit more cash, right? That's what I would do. And then I'd come out guns blazing. I'd be like, scoring goals, scoring goals, scoring goals, scoring goals, scoring goals. And then next year on July 1st, I just go, sign me for what I'm worth. Speaking of signing people to what I'm worth or what they're worth, it sounds like, it sounds like Evan Bouchard and Ryan McLeod are close on their extensions. I have no idea what that term and that money will look like, but... I think it's getting done here sooner than later. Today, Friday, June 5th, or July 5th, I should say, was the deadline to file for arbitration. Ryan McLeod does have arbitration rights. My boy Waz is very, very concerned about Ryan McLeod leaving. I just, I can't see any world in which either of them go. You know? Original Pozar, he is our you know, uh, you'd be uh, our, our, our staff lawyer, capologist. He's not really. We just say we just say he is because he always answers our questions. So anybody worried about McLeod filing for arbitration, which is certainly his right. Original Pozar says McLeod filing for arbitration was all but a certainty and just the next step. All it really does is set a timeline and shield him from an offer sheet. Almost all players that file end up signing before the case is even heard. This is a non-issue. You know what I mean? Could you imagine? I was thinking about arbitration. Let's do a little, uh, maybe we'll do a little role play here. Let's imagine that I, Bag Milk, am going into arbitration with my boss, who is Jay Downton. But in this case, Jay Downton will be played by the devil because he's who I'm negotiating against. Satan, are you ready? Always ready. Are you ready? No, always ready, buddy. So I go, I sit down at my end of the table and I go, hey, Jay, I think I do a really good job here for the nation and I'd love to have a raise. He goes, fuck you, piece of shit. You don't do anything and you can't have a raise. Here's league minimum. Whoa. Whoa. I didn't think that was that was going to go. May I please table my case for why I think I deserve a raise. Sure, you can table your case, but I'm here to tell you that you're a piece of shit and you don't get anything. Well, that seems excessive. How is this where we're starting the negotiations? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you actually want to have a back and forth? Yeah, I think I do a great job. I write a lot. I podcast a lot. Oilers Nation Radio is one of the biggest podcasts in the network. I founded that, you know. Sure, but that podcast can exist without you. You named it that way specifically so that anybody could host that podcast if you get hit by a bus. Oilers Nation Radio is going to live on without you, buddy. Long after you're gone, long after you signed at a Wendy's somewhere. Whoa, now I have to work at a Wendy's? I was just asking for more money. Listen up here, Trump. We like you. We think you're a part of this organization, and we'd love to have you back. But not for that much money, you piece of shit. Listen. Why? Why would you say such a thing? 
We only have a finite number of dollars here. And the reality is, your blogging's really mediocre. You think you're funnier than you are on the podcast, but the numbers don't really justify your existence at that number. So we, in management, feel like you should go play in traffic. Goodness gracious, why would I ever want to do that? It's either that, or you go find another home, pal. Enjoy your lunch at Wendy's. There you have it. The little role-playing of what I think it would sound like in an arbitration case. <laughs> it is weird, though, isn't it? Just to be like you're sitting there saying, listen, here's all the reasons why I think I deserve a pay bump. And on the other side of the arbitrator, they go, ah, well, here's all the reasons why we think you don't deserve one. It's a very weird process. I agree with original Posar. I assume this is going to get done before their, uh, before McLeod's ARB date anyway. Evan Bouchard, I'm really, really interested to see what that looks like. Is it a one year? Is it a two year? Is it in the threes? Does it kiss four? We'll have to wait and see. I think it's close though. I did a little rumblings or, uh, did a little digging. I think it's close. Changing gears entirely, I want to look at a couple of former friends. Of course, we know that Kyla Yamamoto and Akleem Kossum were traded to the Detroit Red Wings. I did an emergency episode on that. Go check that one out if you haven't heard it. Then what happened? Well, Yamo got bought out by the Red Wings the very next day. I thought it was interesting. They had so much cap space. I was just, I was very confused why they didn't just take a one-year flyer on him. He's a player. He can score. They need scoring. But whatever, they bought him out. Then they immediately re-signed Kleem Kostin to a two-year extension worth $2 million per. That one hurt. That one hurt to me. Again, I said it in the podcast. I was emotionally prepared for Yamo to go. I was not for Kleem Kostin. I just wasn't. And in my heart, it was very much... Why are you so pissy? I'm pissy because the cap staying flat fucking caused us to lose a player a lot of us liked though if you read the comments on instagram when i posted the clip from the podcast on instagram there's a lot of people that want to tell me i'm an idiot hey bag milk you don't know anything about anything that's why you call yourself bag milk stop getting so attached to a bottom six player that doesn't really do anything you dummy yeah you made a lot of memes and yeah he was fun and he's a club but we're here to win hockey games fucking idiot basically what a lot of you sounded like to me (laughs) anyway it hurts and just the other day, Clean Costin, he said goodbye to everybody via his Instagram page, as you do. And I quote, hang on, should I put some music under it? I don't really have any sad music, do I? Let's see what I got here. I'm going to do a little producing on the fly. Music, put it on here. Hmm. 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 Let's try this one. I can't extend my gratitude enough to the best fans I have ever seen. Your love and support mean a lot to me. You gave me a second wind, and I'll always remember it. I'm sad we couldn't bring the Oilers a cup this year. You really deserve it. Thank you, Oilers fans. See you later. (laughs) There's the farewell from Clean Costin. In other news, checking in on some former friends, Milan Lucic signed in Boston. Now, I feel like this was the most obvious news ever that a lot of us probably predicted correctly. I predicted this was going to happen months ago. The fact that anybody wanted him back, even for a million bucks, is, you know, it is what it is. (laughs) That's mean. Milan Lucic is going to do whatever he does. And the Bruins clearly wanted him back. He clearly wanted to retire a Bruin. And for that, I say... (laughs) 
Just kidding, Milan. Go have a great year in Boston. I hope you bounce back a little bit. It's been tough sledding for you in Alberta, though. What I do want to say is he admitted upon leaving Calgary, he was cheering for the Oilers the whole time he was in Alberta. So it wasn't all bad, Luch. It wasn't all bad. Godspeed, sir. Godspeed. You know? And lastly, just another reminder that I want to tell you, Liam is at Development Camp. We're going to have some articles coming up from him a little bit later on in the week. As the prospects talk, as there's more news coming out, our boy Liam is going to have you covered. And that's where we'll wrap up the news for SYC Bruin. The news. By SYC Brewing. The news. I took her home from an Oilers game. I grabbed a beer. And she asked for the same I head back to the bridge For an IPA But all I had was Muffet's bags And that's about the time She walked away from me Nobody likes it When you're out of company Or KVRV with an oiler sweater Your intro is a budget host I guess I'll just sit here And check out better than There's nothing better late than never I miss them already it is time for our friends at Betway, provided that you were 19 plus and could do so responsibly. Let's talk a little bit of betting. I want to look at some future odds. It is very interesting to me that right now, as I'm doing this, July 5th, 3.15 p.m. Mountain Time, that the Oilers are favored to win the Pacific Division, despite the fact that the Vegas Golden Knights, who are also in the Pacific Division, just won the Stanley Cup. Now... If you are going to bet on the Oilers to win the division, it is plus 200 currently today on Betway. That is easy money to me. If you don't believe in the Oilers and you think Vegas is going to do it again, first of all, shame on you. But their odds are plus 225. The Kings are at plus 400. The Flams at plus 700. The Kraken round up the top five at plus 900. The Canucks, 1,400. The Sharks, plus 10,000. That reminds me of the Kevin clip from The Office where he goes, if you can get plus 10,000 odds, you take it. And the Ducks are, of course, plus 25,000 as well. If you can bet responsibly for our friend friends at Betway, I encourage you to do so because betting responsibly can be fun. If you're not responsible, then it's no fun. Betway has got everything you need. It's not just hockey. I bet on Max Verstappen to win the Austrian Open or Austrian Grand Prix on Sunday. The odds were terrible, but you know what? Guaranteed money. Guaranteed money in my jeans. Thank you, Betway. Thank you for doing all of the things you do. And with that, it is time to get a little bit angry. A little bit salty. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. For Trilogy Oldfield Rentals, time for the Righteous Sack Beating. Of course, TrilogyRentals.ca, that's where you go to get the info. But what are they? Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are an established provider of tools and expertise across multiple oil field disciplines, specializing in rentals, pipe recovery, abandonments, and completions. Currently, they maintain full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. What kind of tools do they have? Well, let me tell you. They've got rental tools, fishing tools, coil tools, drilling tools, mills and bits, completion tools, any tool you could ever have for any job you could ever hope to have. 
There you have it. TrilogyRentals.ca. Now, before I start the Registack beating, I want to preface it by saying I'm not angry about this. So if you're looking for me to do an anger-filled rant, it's just not going to happen. But what I am going to say is Twitter sucks ass now. On July 1st, if you don't know, in our job, writing about the Oilers, writing about hockey in general, Twitter is a major, major resource for us. And it is very, it's very much a spot where we go to get the insiders that are breaking trades so that we can have things up on the website or graphics on our social media as quickly as possible. So this time around, there was a limit, a rate limitation imposed by Twitter to avoid scraping or some other garbage, whatever Elon said, I don't know. But it made the platform completely unusable. And listen, if you pay $44 billion for a social platform that was arguably dying when you bought it, that's fine. You're cool to do with whatever you want with your money. And once you buy said social platform, do whatever you want with Twitter. I don't care. You own it. I am just a user of the platform. It is something that I've enjoyed for a long time. I like being able to chat with nation citizens. I like being able to find out news. I like being able to find out all of the fun stuff that you can find on Twitter. Problem being, when you have a rate limitation of 600 tweets, unless you're paying for Twitter, that runs out by about 9 a.m. Mountain Time. It sucked. And I I, I understand the logic behind, oh, we want to stop scraping. We want to stop all this. I get all that. We have some of those issues as well. We have people that scrape our websites for information. It happens. I get it. It's not fun. Sometimes you don't want it to happen, and you have to put in measures to stop it. But in this case... All that he did, as far as I could see, was ruin Twitter for the people that love to use it. And that's where I get confused. Yeah, you've got problems, you got to fix it. But alienating your user base with an unusable product is certainly an interesting play to me. And I'm sure Twitter is going to be fine. I know Threads by Facebook is coming out tomorrow, or at least it's supposed to come out tomorrow, which is Thursday, and that's supposed to be Facebook's equivalent of Twitter. I signed up the nation for Blue Sky. That is Jack Dorsey's other project. That is exactly like Twitter. You know what it reminds me of? Have you ever seen the Steve Jobs movie where he left Apple and then he built the cube, but what the cube wasn't actually a computer. It was more of a ploy to get him back into Apple, which the operating software that he wrote ended up being the engine that drove Apple's. It feels like this with Jack Dorsey's blue sky. Is he just coming up with this platform to make a new Twitter that Twitter will then buy to replace the shitty broken Twitter? I have no idea. The point of this righteous sack beating, though, is it is a ballsy play to annoy your entire user base <laughs> on the same day. And it's it's wild. I don't have an answer here. And again, I'm not angry, but there was a lot of people that probably left Twitter on Saturday, may not come back. Maybe they do. But the experience has just been ruined and it just kind of seems to be getting worse and worse or weirder and weirder as time goes along. It's weird, man. It's weird. But again, you want to spend $44 billion and buy a social platform? I suppose you can do whatever it is that you want to do with it. You want to drive it into the ground? That's fine. I don't care. (laughs) Whatever, man. I'm here to watch the ride happen. That's what I want to do. I want to watch it all go down. But what I will say is on Canada Day, when we very, very much depend on Twitter to get breaking news in a timely fashion, it was a throwback to yesteryear when we had to watch TV for trades to happen. Again, the Daily Face-Off Live, the trade, uh, the free agency show was fantastic. Got a lot of news there. In fact, it probably helped us. But 
as a user of Twitter for a long time, I got to say, I don't understand what's going on. And there's a righteous sack beating. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Nation, worst host, Yaramchuk, I know, his meal choices are utter junk. Who the hell fries veggies drunk? Say it ain't so, Tyler won't go, he's celebrating. Cinco de Mayo, say it ain't so, Oilers will go. To the cup final and carry it home. Na 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 There you go. Two budget mark hoppuses in one show. Come on, who doesn't like that? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's get to the voicemail. The voicemail is brought to you by Alfa Romeo of Edmonton. Go check them out. Alfa Romeo Edmonton.ca. Alfa Romeo Edmonton.ca. There you will find the Tonali has landed. Starting at 47 grand. They've got a high-end luxury SUV. I'm looking at it right now. I might go book a test drive. Alfa Romeo Edmonton.ca. We don't have a whole lot in the voicemail today. Just five messages. Ben, I did clip a couple because they were just I covered them last week, bro. I covered them already. So, Ben, you're still in here. Don't worry about it. But there was a couple that I clipped just because it was a little bit old. Let's get to the voicemails. Number one, Benjamin. What do you got to say? What's up, Big Milka? How you doing? Um, so, as a presidential candidate, numero trois, I would like to say some stuff. Number one. I speak the two languages. I'm in French immersion. So uh, you could use me as an asset to communicate to notre fans the Montreal. <laughs> so our fr- fans of Montreal. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like if we want, I-, I can speak two languages. Hey, hey, I bet I know someone who can speak two languages. Probably Donkey Volley and Dukes. Ha. 
I don't know if those boys can speak extra languages. I I love the challenge, Ben. I like challenging your co-presidential candidates to a language uh, contest, I guess you could say. I respect the French. As a French person myself, I do appreciate that. Next voicemail. Hey, uh, Big Monk. What's up, Ben? You sound sad, buddy. Uh, this is just... Down? You tired? Of like general crap. Uh, honestly, if you don't want to vote for me, not going to force you. Uh, been a fan for... Uh, quite a long time. Oh, you, you, you're talking about me voting specifically. I'm abstaining from this vote, Ben. This is going to be purely a public vote. I am not going to have any influence on this vote. I like all three of you. I think all three of you could be noble presidential candidates in many different ways. Ben, you do have an advantage of, I think you're in the same time zone as me though. Uh, I don't want to make any enemies here. Um, just here to have fun. Uh, I think it would be a cool thing to do. So, I mean... Nobody's making enemies not with you, Ben. I won't allow it. I won't allow it. Not Dukes, not Donkey Volley, not even Presto. He could tell. He could leave me a voicemail saying, hey, we need to trade Ben, and I'd say, no, not happening. I'd like if you for you to vote me, but you can also vote uh, Dukes or Donkey Volley. They're both also... Um, great and funny i'm guessing great people and really funny on the voicemail uh and also this is uh tough because uh i've been listening to <laughs> tsn 1260 for probably five years mm. and uh i haven't gotten to talk about it on the voicemail but yeah uh they shut down um yeah, it sucks. Pretty tough. Uh, I used to listen to it with my dad every day in the car. Me too, pal. Uh, when he used to drive me to school. No, he's not like pastor or anything, but like this guy's meant a lot to me. Like the podcast, I should say. Probably dumb, but yes. It's not dumb, Ben. Listen, there's something about talk radio <laughs> that I've always loved. And it's like you feel like you're in the room with those dudes. And... I've been fortunate enough to meet a lot of the 1260 guys. They're all as nice as you hope they are. And it sucks. I, I did a rant a little bit about 1260 a couple of weeks ago, I think. But ultimately, it sucks. There's a lot of talented people out there that um, they got screwed, frankly. And now we just kind of got to wait and see where they pop up next. Because there's a lot of talented people there. And you know they're going to bounce back. 1260 may be gone, but all their content, it's going to be around in some some fashion. I would imagine where that is. I have no idea, but don't, don't feel bad about being attached to radio hosts or podcasters or anything like that. Ben, I too fell in love with talk radio. That's how I found OilersNation.com was listening to Gregor show on 1260. I, my first article up there is probably in 2008. So it got founded in 2007, but my first article there is probably 2008. So I found it because it was being talked about on the radio. And I love talk radio. And I always wanted to go into radio when I was younger, probably your age, Ben, I was wanting to go into radio. And then things changed. And then eventually I kind of ended up in a spot where I'm talking to a microphone anyway. So it worked out in the end. But um, don't feel bad about that. Nothing feel bad there. Anonymous caller, what say you? Hey, Bag Milk, Presto again. I know oh, Presto, me and you are. Hang on. 
You're not going to fight with this guy again, are you? I might fight with the guy. It depends what he says. Well, just don't get too angry because you let it carry over all evening. I did not. You're lying. All right, so maybe I'm lying too. I am the dark, the prince of darkness after all. Anyway, Presto. We don't want to talk about the nudes thing anymore, but I just wanted to comment on the kid that commented on my post. I think it's pretty cool. You put me on Twitter there, too. My wife got a kick out of that, so thank you. Oh, if, if this one's interesting, too, Presto, you're going right back up there. Um, The only reason I was saying nudes is because of the cap hit. 5.1 million. Can- I get it. And you, there's, uh, I'm even going to guess what Presto is going to say before he goes on for this next minute here. Cap hit. I get it. It's 5 million bucks and change. Uh, Nuge hit a career high in points, 104 points. He's probably never going to hit that again. Uh, Selling high, smart. You know, you probably heard buy low, sell high. Nuge would be selling high. So I get it, Presto. Turn into an Ekholm in a big hurry. CC, like you said, who wants him? I think there's more there than whatever. Why is Yamo, a guy who was a 20-goal scorer a year ago, not worth anything? Not even a draft pick. That is an interesting question. That one, Presto, we could go down the rabbit hole on that one. It is interesting. As far as I'm concerned, I like that we got the $3.1 million, but giving up cost and Andy ammo and not getting anything returned to me is a loss. I don't see how you say you won that trade. So I guess, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, Presto, because I, I agree with you. You're not going to get any argument out of me. So I guess if you're looking at the Yamamoto trade as kind of what did the Oilers get, they had to pay Clem Costin to trade Yamo without having to take anything back from the wings. And then they bought Yamo out and then they extended Costin to a contract we can afford. But how does that work now? It's interesting because if you think back when the Leafs traded Patrick Marlowe to get rid of his cap hit, again, it was a bigger cap hit. Um, I don't remember exactly what was left on that term, but they had to trade a first round pick to it. They had to attach a first round pick to Patrick Marlowe to get somebody else to buy him out here. The Oilers had to attach Clem Costin. Now, do you take the $3.1 million in cap space without having to acquire anything back in return as the as the win here, I guess? That's what people tell me. I said, I would have loved to see a draft pick. Like, oh, bag milk. Ah, oh, bag milk, you're so stupid. You don't know anything. They got the cap space back. That's what they want in that trade, you dumb dumb. I get that, but like, not even a draft pick? Anyway, Presto, I'll cut you off. Um, I just think that the ammo deserves something. Fifth I, round, fourth round, something. Seventh. And they got nothing. Yep. Seems to me like Ken did his buddies in Detroit a bit of a favor there. Just my opinion. And why Nuge over CC cap hit, um, value of trade. And like I said, until this team sacrifices some offense and works on the defense, they're not winning a cup. And with Broberg, again, the good old COVID, so whatever your opinion on that is, screwed him up. He hasn't been played right because they did exactly what they did with um, with Dad, and they didn't play him enough to see where he was, so they left him in the minors, and then he got a bit of an injury bug. The guy can skate. The guy can play defense. Everybody preaches, including you, Bagmilk, be patient with Puyarvi. This is a young defenseman. They take longer to develop. Stay with Broberg, and I'm glad Holland said we're not trading him. Ciao. Uh, yeah, like again, just to clarify my position on Broberg, I wasn't pushing him out the door by any means. I, uh, that wasn't, I was not interested in that. What I was saying though, is if you're going to trade something uh, of value, I would guess that Broberg would probably still have some. So your argument, I guess, if I remember and my memory is terrible, so it would be something like, oh, if you want to get, you got to give. And that's why Nuge was out coming from you. Whereas for me, it was just like, well, Broberg would have something. 
and he's not going to play this year outside of eight, nine minutes a night. So maybe he's the chip, but Ken Holland squash that again. I'm not pushing Broberg out the door. I'm just saying he's got value. If you want to trade somebody who's not an impact player that probably has value, it would have been him. That's all. That's all presto. I don't want to argue with you a weekly, although I kind of do. And you do too. One of these days I'm going to set up this. So just to take you behind the scenes a little bit, I'm finding, I'm figuring out a phone number so that when I'm recording, I could just be like, Hey, I'm recording, doing the voicemail right now. If you want to chime in, now's the time to call. I'm going to do something like that. And it, it seems completely reasonable given the setup that I now have in my studio here at my house. But um, it might be fun to argue with you just in person, Presto. I have to keep pressing pause, and then you have to leave another voicemail, and then I have to try to remember what I said to you last week. You know how it goes. Next message. Next message. Uh, some big milk. Uh, Benjamin. A little more lively out of you this time, buddy. Um, so uh, the Derek Ryan signing. Oh no, not Derek Ryan. Um, well, you can talk about Derek Ryan if you want. I'll bring Waz back. You want me to call Waz? He loves Derek Ryan. He's the only person I know that has a fresh Derek Ryan jersey. Connor Brown. I don't know how Derek Ryan popped into my head, but I really like the signing. Uh, Connor Brown is, like I said off the jump, the worst kept secret in free agency. Though it seemed like there was a lot of teams interested in on him or interested in him, I should say. The Oilers had to do a little bit of work to get that deal done. Um, but I do have a question for you, please. So it says that he has a four million dollar cap hit but 775 in base salary so i know he has a 775 this year Mm -hmm. but then next year does he have four million against the cap when like against the cap if he meets all his bonuses and i do really really like the deal a good bottom six player um Thanks, uh, Chad. I think it was who and Batman Bruce Wayne. I mean, I mean, uh, it's Batman for um, <laughs> this uh, voting for me. I guess, but yeah, I appreciate that. Um, Shout out to Batman. Yeah, I don't know what else. Uh, so I'll answer your question, Ben. Um, so what happens is this year, so in the 2023-24 season, Connor Brown's number on the Oilers salary cap will be 775,000. Once he plays 10 games plus, that triggers the $3.25 million in bonuses, which will be applied to next year. How much of that $3.25 million gets applied to next year? revolves around how much cap space the Oilers have this year. So as an example, if they have $0, not $1 in cap space, the full 325 will get applied next year. If they had a million dollars this year available in cap space at the end of the year, 2.25 would get applied to next year. 2 million bucks available this year, 1.25 would be applied to the cap next year and so on. Make sense? Just think of it that way. Think of it that way. Next voicemail, anonymous caller. G'day champions, still a, um, a bit of chime in this week and just, uh, you know, touch base and, and let you know that you're all, you know, still very well and truly deeply lodged in the most obscene of crevices in... <laughs> the most obscene... You're all lodged in the most obscene of crevices. <laughs> the depths of my heart. 
<laughs> um, I care about you all deeply. It's a deep crevasse in Dukes' heart. He is, of course, a presidential candidate. He is looking to uh, woo the audience into voting for him. Uh, I have one voicemail left after this. Quiet week in the voicemail. I assume no donkey volley chiming in here. So this is two candidates reaching out for your votes. Dukes, the dirty crevasses of his heart, they welcome you. They are eager for you. As much as... Oh, that's... Oh, hey, Gretz. That's... Can I say something? You don't. You don't speak, do you? Don't lick the phone. No, don't lick the phone. That was a bad idea. Anyway, um... Oh, oh, whatever. I'm standing in the kitchen, so the dogs think I'm making food. Um... Dogs are good for that, right? Like... I know everybody's heard the TikTok song, the cheese tax, the cheese. But if I open the fridge and I look down, there's Frank's face right there, right there. Instantly. doesn't matter where he was in the house. Boom. Right on my feet when the kitchen, when the fridge door opens. Anyway, um, just want to say that as much as the off season is boring, and you know, I really wish I had some hockey in my life right now. Mm -hmm. I'm just so glad that, I'm spending less time on Twitter, which means less time having to fucking remember that donkey pass bag exists. Um, <laughs> but on that note, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. So play La Bamba, Ben, don't swear. I'm going to fight your dad. And <laughs> yeah, Team Dukes, let's go. <laughs> don't swear I'm going to fight your dad. <laughs> ah, shit. I love that, dude. I love Ben, too. I also love Donkey Volley. One day, this show will be so big, it'll get Pat McAfee money. You'll see. One day, Pat McAfee money will come rolling into the Castle Bag Milk, and I'm going to do some kind of BLTN convention, and all three will have their own crown. All three of these gentlemen. It'll have to be in an all-ages resort, I imagine. Ben will want some kind of juice. Maybe a milk. Chocolate milk. I don't know what he drinks. Something like that. Last voicemail of the week comes in from NHL Superstar. So I assume this is going to be very legit and definitely not nonsense. Our favorite handsome NHL star, Tucker <laughs> Pullman here. <laughs> Donkey Volley and I were talking during our weekly sexy shit podcast. We think Ben can't be president cause he hasn't seen a nipple before and Dukes <laughs> looks like his dad and uncle are the same person. <laughs> Also, dogs suck. What? But please, vote Team Donkey Volley. <laughs> you can't spell fascist regime without you and I. <laughs> what the fuck? Dog, dogs suck? I refuse to accept that. The fact that dogs live with us and they're as cuddly as they are and i'm looking at mine right now and he's incredibly handsome and he's gentle and he's looking up at me like are you talking to me do i get a snack they're the best i don't understand anybody who doesn't like dogs like sure if you had some kind of traumatic incident maybe but like if you don't like dogs and you've never had anything like that fucking sort your life out so tucker pullman your your takes are not welcome here you think mayo is spicy you know you have more khaki shorts than anything else in your wardrobe. Tucker Pullman. Come on. That's where we we'll wrap up the voicemail. Uh, 
Alpha Romeo of Edmonton, sponsor of the voicemail. Of course, check them out at alpharomeoedmonton.ca. Go test drive a Tenali. I have. They're awesome. You need to be in one of these whips. It will make your wiener a half inch bigger. If you don't have a wiener, it'll make whatever you want bigger. I don't know. Anybody can drive a Tenali. They look great. That's where we're going to wrap it off. And then finally, before I say goodbye for the week, I'm going to tell you about the Oilers Nation Open. It is on sale now at nationgear.ca. Submit your team. We're going to raise some money for the Gregor Foundation. September 1st. That's the Friday leading into the long weekend. We are out at Mill Woods Golf Club. We are going to be having a great time. We're going to have prizes. We're going to have giveaways. We're going to have nation staff there. We're going to have lots of lulls. And we're going to watch Jason Greger cry when he does his speech at the end of the night. It's one of my favorite traditions. It is one of my favorite events that we throw on our calendar every year. It is one of the best things you can do. We also have mosaic teams available. So if you don't have four buddies that, if there's not four of you that want to go, you can submit as a single. We will put together mosaic teams where you can just golf with a random nation citizen. We started doing this a couple years ago. They're the best. If you want to join us, I promise this is going to sell out. Don't wait. Nationgear.ca. And that's where we're going to wrap up the podcast. Thank you to the audio department, SYC Brewing. Betway, Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, and Alfa Romeo of Edmonton for making it all possible. And most importantly, all of you. Thank you for being here. We'll see what happens with these Bouchard and McLeod contracts. I've got a feeling they're coming down the pipe soon. And if they do, maybe another little uh, emergency episode? Maybe. Maybe. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.